Hello, everyone, and welcome to our session on transforming healthcare in Canada. My name is Dave Castle. I'm the Chief Customer Officer here at Health Gorilla, and I'm joined by two colleagues here from Meditech. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, everyone. My name is Mike Cadero. I'm a Senior Director over Interoperability uh, at Meditech. Good afternoon. My name is Bob Malloy. I'm the Director of our Canadian Market and Product Strategy. Nice to meet you all. Excellent. So let's go ahead and jump right in, uh, and we'll start with the most basic question. Uh, we're here actually to talk about the, the Traverse Exchange Canada, or TAC. So what is it? What, what is the Traverse Exchange Canada? I can take that, Dave. The, in Canada, there really isn't a, a unified exchange system. There's not a patient summary that's established for a national health system at this point in time. So in the fall of last year, we really were putting our minds together on why don't we create a network for an exchange and we can predicate that exchange with the continuity of care document, which we use in the States. And all the vendors are, are very equipped to exchange that. We customized it a little bit for the Canadian needs, uh, adding in elements of Canadian nomenclature for medication, adding in immunization codes, matching to the Canadian needs. And it really materialized as filling a void for, you know, coming out of the pandemic, there was a lot of paper exchange with patients being transferred to different venues of care. So if we could come up with a network for that exchange of a patient summary to go from one acute setting to another acute setting or to a long-term care facility, we really were providing a service to help and, and tell that patient story onto the next one. With that, we, we brought it to Mike and his interoperability background, and he had an idea, we should speak with Health Gorilla. And it's been a pretty good pattern since. Yes. Yeah, so um, I, I guess maybe just kind of pivot and talk a little bit about uh, why we approached Health Gorilla on, on creating this network. Um, so as Bob mentioned, there wasn't really a, you know, a national exchange system, net networks. I mean, there were probably some... Uh, you know, instances of HIEs in specific provinces in Canada, but nothing that was at scale um, where patient data was being exchanged, um, either provincially or nationally. Um, I think the other need that we had from a Meditech perspective is just to ensure that our, our sites were networked. There was access to data just amongst the Meditech sites um, in order to ensure that we continued um, to provide uh, next level tools for our, our clinicians, right? Because I think one of the main uh, or fundamental principles, even here through the interoperability uh, showcase and, and kind of here at HIMSS is data access, interoperability, and how they will fuel the future of, of, of how medicine is delivered, right? And one of the things that, um, you know, Meditech as an EHR is good at is we, we provide these, those tools, we provide streamlined workflows, we provide the ability to use data, right? But we're not a network. And we don't have that network expertise. So to us, it was important to, um, to work with someone like Health Gorilla who actually had the experience in many, more than one market um, and actually had the um, ability to scale up as we needed. And one of the things that was important when we were looking for vendors, because anyone or there are multiple suppliers out in the market that can supply the technology, but we were also looking for the experience, right? Again, our experience is in uh, EHR tools and not in um, networks and 
everything that might result in exchanging information through a network, such as what do you do with data, data custody. And, and the other important thing that was, was fundamental, and I should have mentioned this before, to the entire exchange is that we wanted to ensure it was efficient, right? We wanted a record locator service, which Health Gorilla provides. We did not want to uh, use technology like geofencing to kind of just go out there and, and ask for records. We wanted to build this index so we efficiently ask entities that we knew uh, had uh, patient information. So um, those were essentially some of the principles as to why we uh, decided to, uh, to work with Health Gorilla. Uh, and and from our standpoint, I think it it for for some of the same reasons, it was really a natural fit from our perspective. We could bring to bear not only our standard uh, interoperability infrastructure platform, uh, we could leverage the experience we've uh, gained from uh, health information exchanges in in Puerto Rico, uh, and and just the the experience of our team as well, uh, as you alluded to uh, in in setting up. The care quality uh, information exchange, uh, Commonwealth. Uh, the uh, uh, you know back back to a former life of mine, Epic's internal network. Uh, so we we had a lot of of uh, experience in in uh, setting up networks like this, uh, and it's it's a little bit simplistic, I think, to consider the the tech to be an HIE and the standard U.S. kind of parlance. However. It also, I think, conceptually works uh, as a sort of a, a basic way of explaining what what it does. Yeah, I think though, like, and that's a key point. One of the things that was important to us is, and I had mentioned that we could essentially have worked with a number of different suppliers, but what we were building here was not an HIE, right? And we want something that it w is sustainable because uh, some of the key fundamentals was. First, network the Meditech sites, ensure there's exchange between our Meditech ecosystem, right? Secondly is extend that network so that we're ensuring that we're getting data for our users from non-Meditech entities, starting with other EHRs um, or some primary care EHRs soon um, to, to kind of potentially come online. But it's important to note that right now, as Bob was saying, we're exchanging continuity of care documents, structure documents. Well. That, that's great in that we're assuring that their data is flowing, right? But it goes back to now having the capacity to use that data in a more meaningfully, meaningful way. So, um, you know, the, the challenges that healthcare systems, or, you know, we state that healthcare systems are facing here in the States, which is, uh, you know, burden reduction, uh, tight margins, working on operational efficiency, et cetera. That's global. And so one of the things we want to make sure that we can do is to work with a vendor that infrastructure is, aligns with our belief that we need to start sharing data in a more discrete manner, right? So that's discrete data through the network. That's ensuring that, you know, we get to that holy grail of interoperability, the right data, right time, the right user. And, and so to be able to have more control over the use cases and how that network's used to deliver data um, uh, is important. So. so you've alluded a few times to the differences between operating in the Canadian market and operating in the U.S. market. Uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit? What, what are the considerations that, that you specifically brought to tech 
that uh, uh, relate to operating in, in Canada as opposed to the States? Sure, I'd be glad to. The Ontario Health has a lot to say with funding initiatives within the province. And we started tech and configured it within the province of Ontario. They funded a program to make sure that we were going to also connect to long-term care facilities. And point-click care, they happened to have a, a, a large stake of the long-term care facilities. So with the funding in place and using the network to exchange to point-click care and long-term care facilities, now it's gaining some momentum. We are abiding by the the Peter and PHIPA considerations of storing data within the, the boundaries of Canada. Uh, Health Gorilla was good enough to set up a network data center in Ontario, and it's a cloud-hosted network. It's all the security considerations. Uh, we, we've just gone through a privacy security assessment, and we, we seem to be very much aligned with not only what Ontario is looking for, but our clients taking it to the next level. Once security is established and being in the province, now we have that next step of considering to connect to provincial assets. We're a secure network, let's use the plumbing and retrieve Ontario lab information system. Let's re retrieve the medication history on a patient. Just using that network to connect any node on the network to share that data. So I think we're taking that next step that aligns to the provincial leadership ideas of trying to record the data but share the data. To keep it in silos and not accessible, it just it's, it's not a solution that's convenient for our physician, clinicians, you know, to launch a separate viewing tool to look at data that's in a provincial asset doesn't provide the convenience. We can bring it into our chart and display it and it comes across the network. So I think we've met their requirements of storing the data locally, abiding by their privacy and security considerations, and we're already looking into what's the next step. Can we connect those provincial assets and pull in, as Mike likes to refer to, the, the fire resources, using APIs to make those calls to have the discrete data elements. I didn't mention it, but many people recognize the, the continuity of care document, the CCD or the CCDA, that it's really predicated on having discrete values of problems, medications, allergies, immunizations. And this has taken it to a new level where a Canadian hospital or an acute system or a Canadian long-term care facility can now just check the box and take that data in because it has nomenclature that can pull it into the patient's record cleanly. So now I know what conditions the patient have. If I've recorded in my summary and I share my summary with you and you want to build your record, you could select and absorb some of those PAMI or problems, allergies, medications, immunizations. So it is aligning nicely to what Ontario Health is trying to do, collect it once but use it many times. I think, I think to just to add to that too, in, in, I was mentioning before that although we started with networking the Meditech site, sharing data for you know, the acute or kind of secondary care market, um, where we intend to go and kind of add additional value is to bring in other care settings, primary care, tertiary care markets, um, and getting access to that data. The, the, the challenge in Canada though is that Unlike the states, there isn't essentially legislation mandating the use of a structure document by different care settings or uh, payloads for data exchange. So one of the things that we 
um, ensure that Gorilla could help us with is to provide step up, step down gateways, so that when we're t we're, we're uh, reaching out to you know a primary care vendor in Canada that and they don't conform to CCDA or Fire, that there is a mechanism by which we can still interoperate and uh, and ensure that that data. Um, is translated and, and, and changed to a format that those systems can interpret. Oh, just to add, I, I think Mike's spot on, but when we consider the CCD is in place today, there's conversations going on at the national level for a patient summary Canada, PSCA. There's conversations about a patient summary Ontario the international patient summary. This is where the step up, step down could really play for us. With Health Gorilla's tool set, you could dis dismantle those elements to know what that f formatted data is in the specification exchange and still have access to the PAMI or lab results and, and pull that data in for us and share it. So that's what the beauty of this network is. Right now at CCD, as they formalize a plan for the patient summaries, be it PSON for Ontario or Patient Summary Canada, we'll be able to start sharing that document, recognizing what the document style is and still being able to extract the elements. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. And, and you know, it's a, a service that, that we have as part of our, our offering, exactly as you were saying, Mike, to do that, that uh, step up, step down uh, transformations into different data formats and you know a lot of what we do on a daily basis in the states is to take information that is in CCDA documents and 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 serve it up via via APIs to our customers so that that'll translate well uh, that, that said just to, to a, a few notes on on Canada specifics uh, Bob did mention that we do have a separate Health Gorilla deployment in Canada, uh, hosted there on in AWS Canada, which I believe is in fact in Ontario. Uh, although we you know, we expect to to serve other provinces in the future uh, through that same uh, instance. Yeah, that, that's well said. We we we're starting in Ontario. We know that this is something that could spread to other provinces. We're very mindful in. Health Gorilla engineers are designing it in such a way that we can use boundaries to define where the consents are. So if a patient consents to share data only within Ontario, we can account for that. But if their consent is going to allow it to go exchange, maybe it's New Brunswick or maybe it's British Columbia. You know, there are people, the snowbirds, if you will, that travel that from one province to another to be able to exchange that data across provincial asset of one database, Health Gorilla's tech, where we have the master patient index and the record locator service, but we have this one subscript that tells us, is it okay to share beyond Ontario and into another province? So that's helpful for us to plan ahead for the future. We're building it to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you, you've mentioned a few times the, the provincial assets, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask you actually to, to, to elaborate on that a little bit uh, here, here in a moment. Uh, just, just to review, though, sort of where we are overall and give a little bit of big picture. Right now, we're, we're working first to connect the, the actual Meditech customers within Ontario uh, as the initial participants. Uh, today, there are five or six Four connected now, two more by June, and there'll be two more. So all of our Expanse Ontario sites will be connected by August. Okay. 
and, and, and we're also working in parallel to connect the uh, point-click care facilities that are, are on the long-term care side. Uh, you mentioned you know, we'd certainly be interested in, in connecting uh, some of, of the, the, the ambulatory care setting uh, as well. Uh, that, that may be uh, a little bit of a, a, a bigger lift. Um, Actually, before we even circle back to the provincial assets, uh, let, w what are the other plans to expand to other vendor communities within the, the province beyond the, the point-click care users? Yeah, we are starting, uh, we've already had some conversations with other vendors to connect to their HIE and, and see if we can exchange that way because they're going to mutually benefit as we will to have that patient record. It's funny, I, I know even in these types of conventions we get asked, maybe it's a cardiologist specialty, that they, they question, you know, could we have access to that patient summary? This is where specialty care or Mike reference primary or tertiary care could really make use of these summaries and patient details. So I think the, where we take it could include specialty clinics. Uh, we're already in the, the realm of long-term care. I think we should anticipate hospice care should be involved in this. I, I, I believe even social services would potentially want to have a, a view of what the patient's record and summary is. So there's a lot of growth potential here. I think the other thing I wanted to mention is, you know, I think the use cases that uh, we're tackling first are probably the most obvious ones, which is access to data for treatment. Um, but the fact of the matter that is that the, the network um, you know, is essentially something that we obviously are collaborating with our client base on and, and something that we can expand the use case. So maybe we want to pivot to patient access and surface data for patients in some type of a portal view that's, you know, possible because, you know, we have access and, and kind of control uh, over the network, right, as opposed to it being more of a... Uh, trade association um, situation. Um, so I think to start, it's it's kind of that treatment use case access to data, and then improve on the data payloads that are used to exchange data for that treatment purpose, right? Um, because obviously one of our goals is to reduce clinician burden as a result of the amount of data being piped in to an EHR as a result of the data exchange for the network. But then also, um, you know, level up to other use cases and, and some of that might be patient access. I think the other interesting thing too is that, um, you know, and it kind of goes, and I, I, I started off by saying, you know, my expertise is not in networks. Um, but I think that what we're doing in Canada is resonating because for the past few weeks, there's been outreach um, on behalf of HIE technology, you know, companies that are not necessarily HR vendors asking for information on the network and how could they potentially participate. So I think that what we're building in, in Ontario and then hope to uh, move on to other provinces is, is, is resonating with, with our client base and, and actually the community at large. So. Excellent. So I, I do want to circle back to the, the provincial assets because I think that's, a, that's an important point. And, and also, just from a practical standpoint, I'm not sure that everybody understands what that means. So, so specifically, uh, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll potentially butcher this, so, so Bob, correct me as I get anything wrong, but, but I, I think there, there are a number of registries, just as we would in the States have a state immunization registry, for example, there's a provincial immunization registry. But there also are registries uh, slash assets that don't 
always have parallels in the U.S., one of which I think is a, is a lab results repository. So can you elaborate a little bit on, sure. on what the provincial assets are? Sure. Uh, Ontario Lab Information System, in the acronym becoming OLIS, is not unique. There's one, then New Brunswick has a provincial lab information system. What happens in, in the province is any lab that is resulted is required to be sent up to OLIS, the provincial asset. The idea being to share those and provide access to any provider providing care to that patient to centralize that data set. So by sending all the results to OLIS, that repository, there's a pretty good, maybe even 98% of lab results are there and very relevant code set. So with that repository from our chart, being able to launch in this potential, of course, savings, expedient, you can look at a result, maybe not have to repeat a test result. So the OLIS, that asset is really important. We, we've already coded how to present that data and, and view that data. So we're pretty excited about what we have in place. It's just now connect that node to make it more convenient for our Expanse customers to use that node and connect to it. Again, using that existing plumbing once it's in place. The DHDR is Digital Health Drug Repository. And similar to OLIS, at a provincial level, and there's another one in British Columbia called PharmaNet, the idea is to take claims data and summarize the medications that are in place. So by accessing that data set, we could see a history of medications that a patient may be on. So if they're not exchanged by a CCD from a recent summary, by accessing the asset and pulling down at a patient level, what is the history of medications this patient may have been using or has been on historically? Pretty convenient set. Well done by the province to have the mindset to build these assets. And I know it's probably for research purposes and others, but we could have a more immediate need by folding it into the workflow of our providers. There's also a PCR, another acronym. This one is Provincial Client Registry, where patients are uploaded as a new patient might be entered into the province and have a Canadian Health identi Insurance Identifier, CHIN or CHIN. They'll upload that patient in. So now there's a means in our software where we can query that PCR to assure that the demographics match the patient. Maybe they have to be updated. You know, you can verify upon check-in with the patient. According to PCR, you lived at this street. Is this correct? Oh, yeah, I recently moved. That's correct. So it's a nice tool to refresh that. There's also an asset um, that Ontario Health presented to us suggesting that there would be a potential value to query what they call a provider registry where a provider's licensing is recorded in an asset and you could authenticate, maybe it's someone new to your facility being entered as a system, you could query the provider registry to verify that that provider has the credentials to either place meds or have some college ID number, the equivalent of a USDEA reference. So there are these assets that are built, folding them into the, the care setting is what this whole project has all come about. Yeah, but that makes a lot of sense. That uh, you know, there, there are th these tools that are out there, and, and some of them are 
you know, roughly aligned with, with, with what we see from public health agencies in the U.S., and some of them differ, maybe, you know, provide some, some expansion on what we see in the U.S. And so what the, the tech ultimately will be a vehicle for allowing your users in their workflows access into this information that is available at the provincial level. I, Mike refers to it as the plumbing is in place. Let's use it for as many assets as we can. Yeah. It's common plumbing. I, you had mentioned immunizations. There's a DHIR, <laughs> immunization repository. But again, the idea being pull that information in and populate the patient's record discreetly. So, yes. Excellent. So, and, and you, you've mentioned uh, a few times what you know, assets, for example, are, are common across the, uh, the, the provinces, but can you talk a little bit more about what the plans are for, for expansion into other provinces beyond Ontario? Well, our, our plan is to make sure that we can get this up and running with Ontario. There's, uh, like I had said, we'll have eight expanse sites up by the summer, and then tying in to these provincial assets that we've itemized out, we're, we're, we're trying to work with Ontario Health of what's the pace they could support these connections as well. Uh, once we get these demonstrated, now we would roll on and expand to other provinces. We're trying to get a, a full set in Ontario. Let's say we, we advance the OLIS first in Ontario. We could evaluate if there's a provincial interest by British Columbia who have some pretty big networks of hospitals. They may want to plug onto our network. And if they do, then we could probably address the the provincial lab information system first, but we'd like to kind of demonstrate the real value of the whole package. And Ontario is very progressive right now. I, I just want to add, like, I think that that definitely is the goal, but I think the, the our primary mission, even as we move into other provinces, is to network those Meditech sites, right? And once we have that plumbing in place, now we're extending that network to facilitate integration with the assets that, that um, Bob mentioned. We're using that plumbing to you know, extend it to facilitate integration with other care settings. So it's really about using the Meditech network to facilitate access to data for our clients. And then... Um that actually w was a really good summary, I think. But uh, we actually are, are close to wrapping up, I think, in terms of our time. Did you uh, want to have any other closing statements? And then uh, otherwise, I think we, we do have a couple of minutes to take uh, questions if there are any. No, I think I'm just going to add that, you know, we're, we're kind of excited to, uh, to have kind of uh, worked with you guys at, at Health Gorilla to build out this network and, um, and, and are excited to see what the possibilities are, right? So this is something that we are as Bob said, building and learning from what we're doing and working with our clients because one of the things that we're doing is not dictating. Um, this is kind of a, a community effort with the Meditech client base to figure out where can this add additional value, how can we gain access to, uh, to data, and how can we ultimately uh, you know, decrease that clinician burden and, and, and improve the, the patient experience. So. I would add that it's been a partnership. Uh, your technical team has been excellent. We've been at the table with our customers speaking through the details. So I, I think we're off to a great start and we're laying out the plumbing and I think we're in a good spot. So as we advance this, uh, it's been a pleasure so far and I, I think we'll continue in that journey. Indeed. Uh, and uh, so with that, any questions from the audience that we can cover? Otherwise, we're, I'm sure we'll be here for a few minutes afterwards.
to the interests of the customers in Ontario of what actually drove some of these changes at such a pace. I just want to, I think that um, that might have been maybe, un, the, it, it, was, it was definitely amplified by their voices. I just want to maybe, you can, you can expand upon that. Sure, I can take that. The question was, what's the customer reception of our plans and the adoption pace? And about a year ago, we started connecting to some other EHR vendors in what we call a point-to-point -point connection. And the point-to-point -point is, is great, it works, we can exchange, but as far as a network goes, it's a network of one chatting with one other. And all of our customers are concerned with what's involved in that. If I want to communicate with three people, I have to set up three pipes. Um, so now, our customer has been very excited with the idea of being onboarded onto a network where they can, with one connection, exchange with everybody else on that network. So the, we've really, it's been embraced and in the course of three months, four have been onboarded. And like I said, we have another four that'll come on over the next three, four months. So it's, the adoption's there. Uh, I think the interest is there, but even more excited than patient summary is they like what we're laying out as a network to exchange beyond just patient summary. You know, I, Mike's vision is to truly utilize fire resources for specific data retrieval, and that gets a lot of people chat, like, look at the potential here. Good question. Very good. Any other last questions? Otherwise, we're, we'll, like I say, I'll, I'll at least be here. I imagine you guys can stick around for another minute or two. Uh, if there are any other questions that you were too nervous to ask through the microphone. Uh, but uh, with that, thank you so much, Mike and Bob. And, thank you. Uh, yeah, appreciate the partnership.